0: This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Listen, today's show is the first installment of the Kingdom Message series. We have Kelly Bader on the show today, and I'm excited because she helps Christian entrepreneurs and high achievers create profitable businesses by establishing their preeminent positioning in the marketplace. And the reason she does that is so they can finally, finally become the influential change makers they are called to be. We're gonna talk about her power of one framework, and not just her work in her business, but how she has learned how to balance or create a rhythm with her business and her family. Listen, this interview is great. She gets personal and she shares an interesting story about how God took her from continent to continent and how he's using her to impact people's lives. All right, here we go. Kelly Bader here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast.
1: Kelly, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. And it's such an honor to be on your podcast.
0: Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And um, as we talked about earlier, it it was just the right time. So I believe right now was the right time. And, you know, you're going to be a part of this kingdom message series that we're doing to just really talk to people who are in the marketplace doing wonderful things adding value in their own unique way with their own unique message so we're going to be talking about your kingdom message today and i'm excited to share this with the audience and i'm pretty sure that somebody who's ever listening they're going to get something out of it so let's let's get started let's talk about your kingdom message what is your kingdom message
1: well i give a thought about this and i think i gotta sum it up say my message is this you matter and you can do it.
0: Your kingdom message is you matter and you can do it. All right. That seems simple. That, but I'm I'm pretty sure there's a framework <laughs> about that, right? I'm pretty sure there's a way that you actually help people understand that they matter and that they have the confidence to do it. So what does that look like in your context? How do you help your clients get to that point to where they are confident to go out and do and be who God has called them to be? <laughs>
1: Well, I think I started my, uh, virtual coaching consulting business since 2008 and, uh, in this season of my life that I help Christian coaches, consultants, uh, they are really serious about their marketplace calling. And when I say serious about it, it's, I think, you know, sometimes that we know that God calls the marketplace and, uh, um, we kind of, kind of procrastinating on it, or we had a fear to hold us back. And that's why when you ask me what is my message, I saw a stomach say you matter and you can do it. I don't know whether this episode will be, I know it will be audio, but later on will be video or not. But if you guys just listen to my voice, you probably not so easy for you to guess where I am originally. Well, I think he, I mean, Jesse will do a good job in introduction my accent totally messed up, right? Totally messed up with Mandarin and German, English, Japanese, I mean, plenty of them. And the reason why it's, you know, God made me this way because the, how the journey that God has brought me through, um, you know, since how I grew up and all the way to now I'm an entrepreneur. So, uh, how I help the, my clients go through is we will normally will take an inventory of where they are, and then then we talk about where that God want them to be in this season. Then we will you know really assessment how we fill that gap, and from there then we can talk about the clients they they want they are called to serve and the solution they can provide and how can we communicate all that in the marketplace
0: yeah so that seems like a a linear approach but i'm pretty sure that even though you have the checks and balances you have the system everybody's relationship culture relationship with you is kind of customized because everybody is different right and so you talk about you know your your message but who really needs the message that god is giving you to share
1: um, you know, I think this probably then I to link to share a little bit about that, that uh, story, if that's okay. Um, in 2012, on my birthday, when we still live in Vegas and about 5:30 in the morning, uh, I had my little routine with the Lord that on my birthday, I take communion. So, uh, I, you know, came downstairs in my kitchen and you no know, Bible open. And with the elements and then also coffee there. And all of a sudden, I sensed such a strong um, presence behind my back. And I thought, oh, that must be my husband came downstairs to say happy birthday. The strong was so real and present, I turned to want to greet him. But when I turned, there was nobody. And right away, I knew, oh, oh. I call to call in trouble because at the same time my knee starts to trembling and I saw nothing now, kind of a little bit like, uh, somebody just took a like a spray pen, paint over my kitchen. I everything's a blur except the Bible, and I then heard like I was saw that it's the probably the only audible voice I could hear in my whole life, uh. And I heard "Happy Birthday, Kelly." And I say, "Um, okay, thank you, Lord." <laughs> and before I can kind of react to thing, and I heard the voice say, "What do you want for your birthday?" You know, it's such a simple question, but I really, I wasn't prepared for it. The thing is, about two three weeks ahead of that uh, our children, both children, they were little, in our know, toddler age. And as a parents, we try to teach them the per- the lesson of faith. So as a family, we wrote a letter, uh, to God, you know, uh, for, you know, what we desire, you know, to come to pass. And that list, I mean, Je- Jesse, I'm telling you all the way from, you know, the kids, the little toy, <laughs> all the way to, uh, our dishwasher need to be fixed. And the biggest ticket was, my mom's salvation, because my mother was, well, she was the woman came out because I want to become a Christian. And um, so when he asked, what do you want for your birthday? I was thinking in my mind, well, didn't you see that later? (laughs) And, but I was, I was thinking that later, but my mouth I was about to say that and I somehow was able to hold back and to say, well, Lord, if since you ask, and you say that there is, you know, um, we we can just ask anything. And I was thinking about King Solomon, right. And uh, I said, this guy sounds cheesy. But you know, if you can give King Solomon that wisdom, can I have the same one too? and also for my children as well. And I feel like since sense he a very big grin on his face. And he say, well, you ask, of course it's granted. Oh, by the way, that letter, those items are also granted. So within about two, three weeks, every single thing on that letter, including my own mother's salvation, which I prayed for so many years, it came to pass. But then now we back to the kitchen. He say, but Kelly, I need you to do something for me. Without thinking, of course, yes, Lord, you know, but the moment the words went out, I totally regret it. I was thinking, what did I just get myself into, you know, um, then father say, I um want to ask your question. I said, Yes, Lord. He said, Do you love me, Kelly? Then I was trembling. I needed to use my both hands hold on the kitchen, kitchen counter in order to stand. And uh, I mumbling wrong, say, Lord, okay, can we just skip that three times that what you did to Peter? Can we just just tell me, you know, my heart, just tell me what, what you meant by that. He said, Oh, after this place, meaning Vegas, you will still have one place to go before you guys go home. Actually, I have no idea. We got to move to another place before we come back to Switzerland. And um, after you go back to Switzerland, home, after you go home, I need to put the banner up and to feed my sheep in the marketplace. And I was like, when I heard that, there is no excitement, Jesse. Uh, this is the transparent moment, confession moment. My first reaction is I want to run. You know, I try to find all the excuses in my head I could find. I told God, I said, well, you know, I mean, like here's my clients. Here are my clients, you know, I mean, there are some already questions, right? I'm ready serving them. And then I got the silent moments, and so the walk with the Lord. I know when He is not talking is not good, <laughs> and so um, I said, "Okay, Lord." So yes, uh, what do you mean by that? He said, "Well, because my kids, a lot of them, they are not use. They are still using the same mindset how they operate within the church wall." and in the marketplace and they really don't know how to express themselves in the marketplace. So I need you to do that for me. I need you to mentor them because your wall is quite different. You serve both inside the church wall before you also not in the, you know, I did not grow up in traditional uh, Christian family and you had to fight to become Christian. So all this, you know, and plus all your um, your good and bad and ugly, everything added together, he did not give me any excuse because I was literally thinking, well, you don't want you don't want me. I mean, you don't want me, Lord. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm little Taiwanese. I'm I'm a little. I mean, just a child of mysteries. I mean, people told me that I my English accent won't work. I mean, you really don't want to use me, right? <laughs> and so God kind of just knew what I will say all the excuses, he just kind of put it all up front. Therefore I need to do that. And so if you ask me circle back, why my main message is you matter and you can do it, you know, uh, this is why, you know, uh, through the journey that God has brought me through almost like for me personally, I call it boot camp. You know, when people say be a question is very boring. I don't know where they have been, right? Because for me, it's like constant boot camp, <laughs> one after the other. And, um, and that is why when I moments ago describe how I serve my clients through the Power One framework, it sounds linear, but it's never linear because actually it's a 360 degree circle. Because even after we figure out how you can communicate all your that, in outside the community we still continue circle back to who you are because the personal development is never stop. and people did not realize especially you are building a personal brand-based business um, you this journey or entrepreneurial journey pretty much if you allow it it's one of the toughest personal development journey if you will and for some actually is the best healing journey from the lord to you so then you can grow to extend to impact others
0: i i agree with that i agree with that um i was i was one of the people that had all the tools but god had to really work on my heart to really serve the people that he called me to So there's one thing to really have all the knowledge, We'll have the knowledge you need to be intellectually ready. But if your heart isn't pliable enough, if your heart isn't ready to serve the people that God is calling you to, then you're going to be head led in everything versus being spirit led in everything. And one thing that I believe has caused you to be successful has caused me to be successful in this work. And of course, success is subjective based on your context, but cause us to be successful is the fact that we are spirit led in this journey. Like we're not really depending or leaning on our own understanding that we acknowledge God and everything that we do. And we depend on him as the scripture says to direct our path. So I know we're talking about business. We talked about this spiritual encounter. You had this holy interruption, this disruption that you had, but you're also like you're a mother and you're a wife. So talk about how your business journey has affected your relationship with your husband and with your children.
1: I think uh, from the very beginning when when we got married. So now it's like twenty, thirty years now. So when we got married, we both are corporate executives, and we decided, you know, we want one parent stay home because we have seen, you know, uh, so many other friends, you know, they hire nannies at home and or they send their uh, the, the their children so early to let's say to pre-kindergarten you know daycare that type of thing and we decided we don't want other people parent our children now please don't write me hey me, email everybody's situation is different I'm just sharing my personal experience okay so um so we decided okay then it's me right and uh, after we decided that after we got married, and then we also moved from Taiwan to Switzerland and, uh, and the humbling process started, right? Cause before we got married, uh, my income was three times more than my husband's. Okay. And I had all the plantium, black card, gold card, whatever, you name it. Now I want to make a note. It's a bit different situation than in Asia, than in US when you get credit card, okay? Because uh, I live in US for 10 years or so, I, I knew both system. In I remember I live in US somehow that, you know, they don't give us, from the beginning, they don't give us credit card because we don't have credit history right? Uh, They don't care how much cash you have in your bank account. So we feel a little bit weird. And then in Asia, it's opposite, right? In Asia, they will only give you credit card when you have money in your bank. So, so just, you know, there's a difference. So when I say that before we got married, that was my social status, right? So independent, everything. Now, boom, we moved to Switzerland, right? After we got married, I also got to totally stop our uh, job opportunity in Asia, because his idea just like send us home. And of course we did not know that, that moment, right? And um, so now I could speak Mandarin, Japanese, English, survive very well. Now send me to Switzerland. They speak German, Swiss German, French, Italian nada i couldn't speak any right and so from the beginning um when we uh we stay with the parents before we find our own place and parents they are very they are pretty high um status in their society so they have like non-stop like people will come to home and they have like gathering and stuff like that if i walk down in the street with my Following in law we will be stopped like almost every five minutes. That is a nutshell. So you can imagine, I pick up the phone. I couldn't understand a word. I couldn't speak a word when they have gathering. I said there, I smile all the time, but I don't understand a word. I don't know what they are talking about me either. Right. It's totally humbling process when I went to grocery store from the beginning. That in the smaller town of Switzerland, they don't have they don't have the, the 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 credit card machine or card machine. Period, pay cash. The problem comes they tell me how much it is. I did not understand. You know what I did? I opened the wallet here. Just take what what it is. That kind of adjustment and the first baby born. Uh, totally went to baby blue and uh, as a corporate executive, suppose I, I knew to do a lot of other things, but now what do I do with this one, right? And I remember uh, the from the first couple of months, my daughter was born and then my husband, uh, he was working and he came home and then he always said, oh, how was your day? And I will say, what do you think? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot count me 1K either to the adult nor the baby, right? So I hope this kinda of encourages you guys out there, new mother, you know, <laughs> that uh, you know that's a process. But even then, even then, God. God was there. And you know, he shows so many different area. Like when I was in hospital. When, because I had a caesarean, because she was way too big and she was sitting. So we have a C-section. And then again, so frustrated and and just upset. I, I cry almost every day because I couldn't understand what they say a word. And in 20 something years ago, not many people speak English, even inside the hospital. hospital. Now it's much, much better. So the nurse came, tried to tell me something don't understand. You know, then uh, somehow they found after the baby born, they found a nurse. She's, she, she came in, a new nurse came in one day and then she opened her mouth to speak Chinese. I was totally shocked. I was like, and I spoke English back to her. She said, Oh, you don't speak Chinese. So she spoke English back to me. I said, yes, I do. But I was too shocked to even speak Mandarin back to her. God somehow get them to find a nurse, hire a special nurse. I did not pay extra, who is German, but could speak English and Mandarin. And she translate everything, including breastfeeding manual, you know, everything. After I went home with this newborn baby, because the cesarean, I need a whole lot of time to recover, right? I couldn't leave heavy things and stuff. I did not do laundry. Um, But my husband's job, obviously every day he wears suits and tie and shirts. So that means ironing. It's, It's normal, right? I couldn't do all that. Again, one day the phone ring and a lady spoke in English right away, which was I heavenly. And she, I said, she said, Oh, you know, are you Kelly? I said, yes. She said, Oh, I am friend of Marianne and York, which these two Swiss people, our friends was the cell group leaders in Taiwan before we move out. So she said, Oh, I heard that you have new baby. Is anything you do need help? Jesse, let me tell you, that moment, there's no so-called, or uh, I don't know, uh, uh, confidence or anything or try to save the face, right? I say, yes, I need help. <laughs> and she drove an hour, came to where I live. And she looked around the house, she cleaned the house, she Pull my basket of laundry, and she said, you know what? I gotta wash this for you and iron for you. I said, oh no, 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 that's a bit too much. She said, you know, my business is, I sell a very uh, professional professional grade of iron. I mean, the iron costs like 1,000 Swiss francs. So that's more than 1,000 US dollars. So go figure. So she went home. She ironed all the shirts and she came, she came back the next day with like a, as if that shirt you just bought from a department store, you know? So fast forward, you know, with my children, I think we did, we did a pretty okay job to fulfill like in that season, the priority are children. And, uh, and later on we still relocated another 15 times. And wherever they go, that they experience God's love, they experience God's miracle. They see how their parents went through up and downs and they see, you know, uh, really when we made mistake, when we did not obey God, what was the cause? How did we ask God's forgiveness, to repentance, even through just a simple relocation house, we move in the wrong house. So they sing all that, that. And I think when later on when I started business, I always told myself that if people say why you do business on the top of what God called me to do, I will say because I wanna later on my children will be call me I'm that Proverbs thirty one woman that is ultimate goal for me, that they will remember that, whether mom stay home or mom do business, that she is, first of all, you know, daughter of God, and she will always follow that. So, so I hope that answer your question.
0: (laughs) I I love how, whether it's through your marriage, or through uh, parenthood, how you don't abandon the presence of God. He's in everything that you're doing. You don't get, you haven't gotten too caught up in the professional life. You didn't get too caught up in moving to a new area not learning, not knowing anything, the language, the money, uh, how to navigate the, the, the terrain. You figured it out, but you did it in partnership with God. Like that's that's key and like that's important. And I believe that we can take that principle and apply it to everything that we do especially as business leaders, oftentimes we, God gives us this vision, this message, or uh, he calls us to a specific place in a, uh, in a marketplace. And we feel like we got to do it all ourselves. He gave me the vision I have to go for with reckless abandon. He's like, no, I gave it to you to do it with you. I showed this to you to walk it out with you. And so whether it's through motherhood or business, like I I, I applaud you for not abandoning the presence of God, like not leaving the, the tent. Like you stayed in the tent, frustrated, crying some days, you know, I'm pretty sure you and your husband had some hard talks, but you stayed in the tent. You didn't leave the presence of God. So I want to applaud you on that. And I believe that the people that work with you, your clients, there are, they they may be experiencing some of that same type of transformation. So can you talk about how the whole power of one framework and how the, your, 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 your coaching business is helping to transform lives. What are you hearing from your clients?
1: I think most of, uh, I mean, everybody's a bit different. And, uh, I think mostly what I heard is, um, uh, what I, I love to hear. One of the thing is I get back to God. I think that is one of the most rewarding sentence I could hear. Cause you know, a, a lot of them, uh, just like you said, Jesse, a moment ago, I mean, they are capable people, they have a lot of know-how, right? Uh, But somehow they got stuck. And because that's the moment that when we are just kind of with a head, you know, knowledge, we we try to follow other people, what other people doing, and kind of lost their own voice. Mm -hmm. And we got asked all the time, how can I stand out? How can I attract the right clients? I never answer with uh, like bullet point, like one, two, three, right? I say, well, first of all, you know, where you are with the Lord. And then we like, what is that answer do with that? I say, what well, does everything do with that? Right? Because God create each one of us uniquely. And also our each individual journey is very different than the other. The problems come when we kind of, try to do other people's way because we saw that person successful while she or he doing. And when we do that is like, we put us, if we put a filter front of us, so we become kind of blend in or blurred and take away that our uniqueness. Um, The other thing, uh, what we got often, they say it's like, wow, why is so different than some, literally say three sections versus three years. And I said, see, it's not how awesome I am, but it's because first of all, your heart now is in the right place. And somehow that you hear to God's voice, come to this collaboration, and now you also ready to work for it, right? The treasure, I feel like each single one of my client, they all have a treasure box, right? The treasure is all there. It just maybe kind of the mud it's on the surface because they've been kind of polluted by, by maybe years of when they did not really embrace who they are in Christ. So yeah,
0: yeah I like that analogy I'm I'm really I'm partial to anything that has to do with farming because my father is he plants gardens all the time so as a kid I would watch him plant gardens all the time and before he would even plant a seed he would have to break up that fallow ground Mm. to uncover that rich soil underneath to create an environment where that seed can thrive and so you were talking about the mud on the top sometimes we can become sometimes that mud is hard mud right and so Mm -hmm. It can become fallow, the things that we try to apply from traditional business practices to what everybody else is doing to what we think we're supposed to be doing. And it kind of hardens our ground, but God has to do his work on us to break yeah. up that fallow ground and break up that hard heart to remove those things that are preventing the seed from being planted. And so I thank you very much for, for pointing that out um, because it's, it's, it's so simple and it's so easy to take on the weight of the world to take on the weight of traditional marketing. And it's almost like when David was in Saul's tent and Saul tried to put his armor on him and David tried to walk around He said, I can't wear this. I haven't proven this yet. This doesn't even fit. And then he went and got his slingshot and got his five smooth stones, things that he was authentic, his authentic tools. And he slayed the giant with his authentic tools. And the same thing can apply to us as well. What is the last thing that you can that you can share with the listeners? If you could leave, if you can stand on the top of a mountain right now, and you had a microphone that can reach every ear in the world, what would you say to them today?
1: Wow, that is such a big question. Um, well, what came to mind right now? It's for those of people, they are listening to this podcast and they are kind of waiting, uh, they thought they are waiting on God, right? I would say you need to move guys waiting on you, <laughs> uh, you know, for such a time as this, right? Like the, the word from the, the Esther, the book of Esther, right? It's such a time as this. If you are listening to this podcast, It's not accident, it's not by accident. Just look at, just figure out the odds, right? Seven, eight billion people and somehow, you know, uh, brother Jesse and me, we need to kind of know each other, you know, and if you look at screen, we are like the, we are like a banana split. If you don't know what I mean, right? He's chocolate and banana. So, so it's so many odds had to put together and for you to be able to listen to this podcast episode. So God is talking to you, say, you have what it take to succeed as long as you are abide with me. And you stop to feel fear, start to feel about, well, let me just say, I love the movie of uh, Mulan, the recent Mulan movie. And there is a phrase I love a lot. It's called, um, the um the main character, the father talk to the main character, see the father talk to the daughter, say there is no courage without fear. So it's not like we just, and like I when we are on our journey that we wow we never feel afraid those moments. That that would be a lie. But why we still move forward? Because there is no courage without fear. So move ahead.
0: Kelly, this has been a pleasure for me to have this conversation with you. I'm sure that those who are listening, they're going to get something out of it. And um, I've got a lot out of it, especially that last part. You know, when you said abide with me, like that resonates with me right now in my life. That whole abiding, that intimacy, um, that just wanting to be all up in God's space like that right there, that resonates with me. Because I've learned that if when I stop asking for stuff and I start asking for his presence then I get what I need. Um, I get his best for me. So if you're listening right now and you've been asking, you know, Kelly made her list. <laughs> he made, she, she made her list of everything that she wanted. But then she asked for God's wisdom. God, I, I, want, I, want, I want your wisdom. I, I, want, I want that. And when you and when, when you ask for that, he will so graciously give that to you and everything else will be added to you. And so if you're listening today and you've been asking for God's stuff, I want to challenge you, gracefully challenge you, hold you gracefully accountable to asking for God's wisdom. And you get that by being in relationship with him, by abiding with him. Kelly, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.